Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Wednesday, everyone. We are talking about building a life of significance. Now, I think this is a topic that both God and we are interested in. God wants us to have a life of significance, and I think every one of us want to live a life of significance. So this is something that really should have our attention. We are in the process of giving seven foundation stones that a life of significance is built upon. And we are looking at the fifth one this week, making your life count, or knowing what counts. Just exactly what is it about our life that would make it count? And we are seeing that Jesus is our example. He lived a life. He said that he didn't come to be served, but he came to give his life a ransom for others. And so we see that Jesus did not live his life for himself. He lived it for others. He came with a mission to actually lay down his life for the benefit of others. And what an impact Jesus has had upon this world. We are called to walk in his footprints. We are called to take up our cross and follow him. He literally took up his cross and laid down his life. And we, in a figurative way, are to take up our cross. And as he laid down his life, we are called to lay down our lives in service to others. In fact, Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 20, that whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. A life of significance is a life where we do not focus on our own desires, what's good for us, what we want, but rather we begin to look at others and how our life can be a benefit to them. This is such a truism. We know this. We value it in others when we see them sacrifice for someone else. But it is very difficult for us ourselves because it cuts against our own interest and our own self-centeredness and, and just that nation to be sure that we are taken care of first. And unless we see something beyond this life, unless we see that there is an eternal realm, it is very hard for us to sacrifice ourselves here, to put ourselves out on this earth because it just cuts against our natural grain. It's only when we see eternal values and eternal significance that we can sacrifice our life here for something better in the future. Otherwise, we just fall into the old cliche, well, let's eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die, and if it's between you and me, and if it's between your comfort and my comfort, Well, I'd like, oh, I come first. This is the attitude that we have to fight against so much. We have to have our minds renewed. We have to think differently in order to act differently. Now, this is exactly what the Bible encourages us to do. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 1, it says this, If there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy... Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. 
Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. You know, these are quite challenging verses. He says, if you really want to know what it is to be in Christ, if you really want to know what it is to have the fellowship of the Spirit within you, if you really want to express love, then this is the mindset that you have to have. And the mindset here is to do nothing through selfish ambition or conceit. In other words, don't do it for your own benefit, wanting to advance yourself in some way or Conceit. In other words, you don't want to just get the credit and the recognition for something. So you're not doing it to put yourself ahead or to get recognition from others. But it says here in lowliness of mind that you really esteem others better than yourself and that you're looking out for the interest of other people as well as your own interest. Now this is exactly, of course, what Jesus said in another way when he said, love your neighbor as yourself. Whatever interest you would have in yourself, you need to extend that to others. And when they are in conflict, you're to lay down your own rights, you're to lay down your own life for the benefit of someone else. And then he goes on in verse 5 and explains to us how Jesus was the example of this. He says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. I mean, we cannot begin to imagine this humility that Jesus shows here. He was God. He had all the rights of worship and majesty that that would bring to him, of course. And yet he lays it all aside and he comes down and it says he took on flesh and he walked among us as a man. But he was God, manifest in the flesh. And he humbled himself just to the fact that he would need to eat and to drink and to sleep. The things that are just natural and normal to us. These were tremendous limitations upon God who would come to this earth. But not only that, it goes on to say, not only did he just become a man, but he took the judgment of our sins upon him and he died on the cross. The very ones that he created, he subjected himself to their taunts and to their jeers. And they said, if you be the son of God, come down from the cross. I mean, righteously, he could have said, I am the son of God and I will come down from the cross and I will show you my majesty. But of course, if he had have done that, then we would still be in our sins. He would have stood for his own rights, but then we would have suffered the consequences. Thank the Lord that he loved us so much in that while we were still sinners, he died for us. While we were still in rebellion, while we were still jeering and mocking him, he took our sins upon himself and died for us. The scripture says here, let this mind be in us. 
This is the same kind of mind and attitude that should be within every Christian, that we're here with a mission. We're not here just to live our own lives in our own way and thinking that if we serve God, that's going to benefit me. In fact, Paul addresses this in 1 Timothy chapter 6 where he says some Christians think that godliness is a means of gain. He says from these type of people, withdraw yourself, because this is not the attitude that we should have as a Christian, that we're going to use godliness as the means for personal gain. He goes right on in that portion of scripture in 1 Timothy, and he talks about don't desire to be rich, that we fall into a snare, and that the love of money is the root of all evil. Now notice it's the love of money, not money. But the love of money is the root of all evil. And he tells us to flee these things and pursue righteousness and godliness and faith and love and patience and gentleness. These are the things that we should desire and long for. Now, we can only do that when we have an eternal vision, when we see that there's something beyond this life. The scripture says that Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, endured the shame, We're only able to lay down our lives when we believe in a resurrected life, when we realize that there is something in the future for us. Back to this portion in Philippians 2 where it told us to have the mind of Christ. He goes on to say, Therefore God also has highly exalted him, speaking of Christ, and given him the name which is above every name. And at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus was exalted and lifted up as a result of having this mind where he would humble himself, he would come to earth in the form of man, he would die for our sins, he endured all of that, now God has highly exalted him and lifted him up where now every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. The road to greatness is in serving and yielding our rights here on earth. And when we stand before God, then we will receive the recognition that comes from him and not from other men. Now, this is a hard teaching. It cuts against our natural flesh. That's why the Bible says that the flesh wars against the spirit. And we do not do the things that we know we should do because of the downward pull of our flesh. There's part of us that wants to be pampered, that we want to be served, that we want our own desires fulfilled immediately. But we need to see the importance of this teaching of Jesus. It was central to what he taught. It was revolutionary. It was distinctive. It was the heart. It was the core of what he came to tell us. There were many, many teachers that came before and since, but Jesus alone emphasize that we are to lay down our life for others and as we do that you will have personal satisfaction and you will fulfill the plan of God. To the degree that we embrace this, to the same degree we're going to make our life count. This is what's going to make us stand out. We're not just to call ourselves Christians and then live our lives according to the philosophy of this world. How sad it is to call ourselves Christians and not embrace the central core of Jesus' teaching. That's why he said, many in that day are going to say, Lord, Lord, and he's going to respond, I never knew you. Is it possible that we can go through outward observances by saying that we are a Christian and saying that Jesus is our Lord, but we don't do what he says? 
And Jesus said, why do you call me Lord and you do not do the things that I say? How can we call ourselves Christians and yet we don't embrace the central feature of being a Christian? Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they would see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. This is what we are called to. This is what it's about to be a Christian. This is how we make our life count. I pray, oh Lord, open our eyes and let us embrace this. Now, as we do, we realize, I can't do this within myself. I have to connect to God. I have to yield myself so I can be empowered by his spirit to do the very things that go against my natural nature. We need to have our minds transformed. We need to think differently. We need to believe in faith for this expression to come forth through our lives. We'll continue this tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.